Test. Don't guess. We all know that. And we want you to test better. Val Dynamo is a dynamometer specifically designed for MSK Healthcare. It isn't a repurposed crane gauge or an inaccurate grip measure. You can push, pull, grip, and more. Plus, if that wasn't enough, its app for recording and storing the data is just brilliant. Valdhealth.com forward slash dynamo for the only measurement device you're going to need in clinic. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Chewing It Over. I'm really pleased to have Claire Minchell with us today, um, and she is going to talk about whole body vibration. So, uh, Claire, could you talk to us maybe about whether whole body vibration is in the scope of SNC therapists or physios or maybe even both? Okay. Uh, well, thanks for, for having me on. Always a joy. Um, is whole body vibration or WBV um, in the scope of physios or SNCs? Um, well, I think really the question is down to what is it that you want to do with this technology? What is the adaptation, the application? Um, and in a short answer, yes, it's in scope with both. So depending on who you're managing and what you're doing with it, it can definitely be um, used with non-clinical populations and clinical populations as well. So obviously there's a, a practitioner uh, difference there on, on who you would be uh, managing if you're a clinician versus non-clinician, but absolutely um, it's, it's in the scope with, with both. Uh, as a short answer. <laughs> oh, so this is exciting. It gives us lots to talk about. So anyway, for those of you who don't know Claire very well, um, hopefully it'd be nice to have a little bit of an intro. So would you mind just telling us a bit about you and maybe about how you ended up speaking on this topic and just kind of fill us in if um, people may be a bit newer to the sort of Twitter sphere of uh, therapy. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so my background... Um, potted history, uh, PhD in neuromuscular physiology, uh, translates really to the kind of strength and conditioning, um, and a, a research and um, kind of uh, scientific background in um, healthy populations and clinical populations. Um, so my passion is understanding the, the neuromuscular system and how it adapts to stimuli or, or lack thereof. Um, so all my research um, and applications have been um, with a clinical emphasis, even if it's not with clinical populations. So I've been an academic for many, many years, left uh, academia, still research active now. So what I do and absolutely love doing is uh, translating this evidence base that we have uh, oftentimes in performance based literature, not so much in, in rehab, uh, into uh, a rehabilitation environment with the you know aim to try and improve rehabilitation intervention so you know it's my absolute joy to basically share my knowledge with you uh, in a practical way it's got to be practicable and everything that i do um has to have that otherwise it's just nice to know if you don't know how to use it then, <laughs> you know <laughs> arguably it's of no use um so yeah um just it's, as I said, it's my, my, my blessing to be able to share my knowledge and experience with important people who make people better, feel better, do better. Um, and um, yeah, that's uh, that's basically where I am. I also run a company, so I run Get Back to Sport. That's the vehicle through which I deliver this evidence-based rehabilitation, uh, 
education and training to healthcare practitioners uh, and rehab uh, practitioners. I also run a company called Joint Approach, which is an online multidisciplinary um, program for the management of, of neosteoarthritis. So we're um, a startup actually, and we're, we're uh, really blessed to have been working within the NHS and I'm literally putting my money where my mouth is, <laughs> so applying all these principles I'm teaching people to great effect, my tired. So, uh, and I do lots of other things as well, but that's that's basically um, a short version of who I am. <laughs> yeah, and I think those of you who aren't familiar with Claire, I found your work incredibly helpful and I've heard you speak live a couple of times. Um, and yeah, it's just very practical, very down to earth, um, things that you can you know, actually use in your day-to-day -day clinical life rather than sometimes I think we've all been on the receiving end of going, okay, that's all very well and good, but you know, I don't, I don't work at the kind of maybe the pinnacle of an elite sport, for example, and some of it sometimes can be quite difficult to transfer. So maybe then, could you tell us how kind of, you know, you came across whole body vibration and kind of what made you passionate to talk about it at Therapy Life? Sure. Um, well, um, so I first came across it. Oh gosh, this is going back probably maybe 15 years ago uh so i in fact my phd student did uh, a study on it um i was intrigued by um this so whole body vibration what we're we talking about really we need to kind of nail that don't we it's the application of like a mechanical stimulus with a an oscillatory kind of characteristic i.e repeated perturbations to to the body and whole body vibration is typically de delivered through the feet, so standing on a on a vibrating platform. Um, we're probably aware of it in in other settings, which is possibly why there's a lot of skepticism around it. Which is, you know, the the musculoskeletal complaints and 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 maybe um, other uh, complaints that that occur through prolonged exposure to vibration, like vibration white finger being one in, in um, construction and um, a lot of work has been done to minimise vibration. So we could well ask, why the hell are we talking about applying vibration? But that's very, very different to, to what we're talking about here, whole body vibration type training. So it's a, a, an acute exposure of a, ideally, <laughs> a well-calculated dosage to then bring about uh, an adaptation to the, to the neuromuscular system or musculoskeletal system. Um, so I came up, yeah, I, I was intrigued by it. Um, it might even be longer than 15 years ago and we did a study. So I, I was particularly interested in it from a perspective of, um, does it disrupt acutely sensory motor acuity? So at the time, um, these kind of plates were being pumped out and you could see whole teams of, of you know, rugby um, just standing on the sidelines on these these vibrating plates because it elicited a, an increase in muscle temperature, which is fine, but there was absolutely no investigation into whether or not there was any adverse effects. Like, does that disrupt your proprioceptive ability? So if you've got to stand on a vibrating plate and then suddenly jump into an unpre unpredictable high-loading environment, is that a bad thing? So we've done a few studies and, you know, they didn't disrupt that, um, but... More recently, as I'm translating my research into practice, particularly with not, you know, my, my career shifted from, you know, when I was very wet behind the ears, very focused on elite sport, ACL, so passionate about ACL, I did my own. <laughs> and then, like, but then um, 
lastly, it's more about um, kind of populations that are particularly compromised, and, and this would be load compromised individuals. So where you want to try and improve uh, rehabilitation, so maybe attenuate losses associated with injury, disuse, surgery, or accelerate um, adaptations. Um, but in these individuals what, who can't lift heavy stuff, right? So what have we got in terms of an evidence base and, and tools? So um, more recently, then, you know, that's emerged as a uh, for me, as, as something that really does stack up as a, a real potential uh, with the right populations, um, a potential adjunct to, to training with, with load compromised populations. So um, that's where I came across it. And, uh, and I, uh, yeah, I'm going to be looking forward to talking about that to just explain a little bit more about what it is. We've got a lot of skepticism about it, particularly not just the vibration white finger. But we're seeing all these amazing devices on Amazon, these plastic little pad <laughs> things that can shake cellulite off. And, you know, that's, I mean, <laughs> this is ridiculous, isn't it? Um, <laughs> so it's it's cutting through all of that that noise to to deliver that and, ex and kind of highlight that evidence base to where we can, um, with the right populations, um, intervene with a, a whole body vibration stimulus to bring about neuromuscular adaptations, improvement in balance, improvement in strength, muscle cross-sectional area. Yes, and that it sounds as loads of really good points to pick up on there. And I think maybe what will surprise some of the therapists listening to this is that it sounds like it's actually very relevant to our general population and not just to that sort of pinnacle of elite sport. So. I've been chatting about this with a few physios today and as a few raised is it oh is it just those power plate things in the gym like can you just stand on one like, can you just demystify what maybe special kit people might need yeah. for this okay so the kits are really important bit because it's just like with any intervention you've got to know what you're doing. So what's the dose that you're giving, whether it be a traditional resistance training intervention or a, uh, an intervention to improve cardiovascular fitness or flexibility or, you know, cooking ability, I don't know. You've got to kind of understand what it is that you're delivering and, and, and how that lands, literally lands within the body. What is the, the stimulus or the stimuli? What are the stimuli? So yes, in theory, you can just stand on a power plate, but, it's going to be pointless, really, unless you're just like standing on a power plate. And there's different types of devices. So the power plate is this, and those types of devices are ones that, that offer this vertical shunting motion where it goes up and down. And my personal preference is, is not to, the, to these things. And I'm sorry for those individuals that have a preference for this, because at those higher frequencies, it can be quite uncomfortable so if you're standing on something that's going at 50 hertz so that's 50 times per second up and down if your knees are pretty straight and extended then that propagates up the body and it can be quite uncomfortable in the head right also with these devices that shunt up and down the whole platform you need higher frequencies to elicit um greater uh, or similar should i say uh, levels of of muscle activation versus plates that side oscillate which um, I always feel like I do an impression of somebody from a, from Liverpool like this. Um, when you stand on a on a on a plate, and for the yeah, you won't see that if you're listening to the podcast. Side oscillating demonstrated by hands. So you, your left foot goes down, your right foot goes up, and then the opposite happens. Your right foot that goes down, and your left foot goes up, and that happens um, as a as a vibrational intervention, and that's 
a lot more tolerable and also the frequencies that you need to elicit relatively similar levels of neuromuscular acti uh, activation or muscle activation is is less so there are two types of device and then the you've really got to look at the evidence base or i can explain that on on, on the therapy uh, talk um that again it's do you know what the frequency is so it's just like if you think about putting an exercise prescription together and let's talk about resistance training what's the load so the specificity, um, overload and uh, progression. So specifically, what are you trying to change? So with that patient population, are you looking at decreasing spasticity, for example, or are you looking at over, you know, acutely, or are you going to try and improve muscular strength over time? So each of those things requires a different intervention. So are you going to train, you know, conventional training? Are you going to train for strength? Or you're going to train for your muscle, um, for muscle endurance, for example, or something slightly different. So each one of those recipes, if you like, to, to elicit the, the optimal gains, um, is going to be different for the different um, uh, goals that you want to achieve. And the same is true with with the vibrational stimulus. It's not suddenly magic. Again, you could just stand on a plate and go, "I would like to," and then you know, like have massive biceps or whatever it is that you. you, you <laughs> you think you want from from that intervention it's got to be calculated and that's that frequency that's equivalent to that overload so that almost if you think about conventional resistance training that's how uh, i guess how the equivalent would be how heavy the weight is so the higher the frequencies the greater the level of muscle contraction but also that then indicate again we'll get into this properly in the talk but that then influences whether or not you're consciously able to perceive it and uh, react to it or not so it exploits something called a tonic vib uh, stretch reflex or this tonic vibration reflex, which is, um, you know, if you do a tendon tap, that's the, you know, the, the, uh, the, the reflex that we're talking about. But because it's occurring so many times, it generates um, uh, a, um, a muscular contraction or it develops into tetany if, if you were to, to continue doing that. But at lower frequencies, then there's the opportunity of that signal to propagate to the cortex. You're able to sense that uh, and then make some voluntary control um, uh, controlled movements to a, to a perturbation. So that would be where you're training balance. So, yeah, it's um, it's it's all about, you know, kind of what the devices that you're using and what is it that you're going to be using it for. Then we can set up, a, a you know, it's, it becomes quite simple after that, set up a, a recipe to to elicit that. So actually, it also comes down to this health, like strength and conditioning literacy, doesn't it, for therapists in that we're well, not... Exercise prescription, yeah. really. It doesn't even have to be, you know, strength and conditioning is is a great kind of, I was going to say buzzword, but it's, it's not buzzword, is it? It's, it's three. <laughs> Buzz <laughs> three, phrase. Three buzzwords. Or hyphenate them. You can make them one. Um, you know, it's, it sounds great, doesn't it? But what it really boils down to is exercise prescription. What is it that you're trying to change? Um, and that's the same with, with you know, whole body vibration, whether it be resistance training, whether it be, um, I was just talking about blood flow restriction training the other day. Um, across, a, you know, all sorts of um, uh, adjuncts, if you like, and interventions, it's, it's the recipe. 
Yeah, and it's essentially, isn't it? You know, this is almost like a cake, isn't it? And we're, we're using all these ingredients uh, to try and get the best outcome or the best rise for our patients. Um, so I guess that was my baking themed pun for the evening. <laughs> I'm just imagining a patient rising. That's this is amazing. That was a levitate. <laughs> that would be quite something to see in the MSK yeah. department, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, so I guess this brings us on to who might benefit the most from this type of therapy or this type of adjunct and whether you had you know without giving your kind of talk away but any any feelings or any early thoughts on that so what, what i'll talk about is um what it is how it works how we can put these things together and then the considerations for different populations and and a reflection of their evidence base there so what we see with um, I suppose novel and emerging technologies, albeit this no, is not that novel. Um, Galileo were the, the the first kind of guys to develop this, and it got you know put into space with NASA to attenuate bone loss um, associated with with zero gravity. And this is still used in in that application. So it's not just the muscle tissue on the connective tissues; it's bone as well. Um, but it, its translation into rehabilitation and into training is has uh, a slightly uh, less of a, of a legacy, if you like, or, or, or longitude and um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, amount of, of research, basically. Um, and because it's it's new and we've got all these different ways of, uh, or relatively new, different ways of applying it, we've seen a, a great heterogeneity in the, the evidence. So how long people are standing on these things for, or what frequency, with what duration and what rest periods. And again, that influences um, which tissues adapt, how they adapt, if they adapt, or if they fatigue. So when we try and do these systematic reviews and meta-analyses, we probably see that there's quite a, a, a range of interventions used, which may or may not kind of look, you know, kind of uh, generate a favourable conclusion to the to the question. So what we'll we'll look at are some of those those um, populations whereby it's it's got some evidence. Um, and in fact, um, uh, Belinda Beck, <clears throat> she's um, on on therapy uh, live as well. Uh, amazing woman. Um, she's just about completed her Vibmore trial, which is uh, looking at uh, low intensity vibration on uh, bone adaptive responses, plus or minus, um, I think, on top of the lift more trial as well, or the high intensity uh, resistance exercise as well for, for bone adaptation. Um, so there's, there's, as I said, there's a, a vast array of, of applications. There's quite a big uh, evidence base in the neural populations actually as well. Um, so what we'll do is look at those, those populations uh, and um, show where it might have some efficacy. Perfect. So sneak peek there for everyone to tune in. But if you want to find out about your specific populations, then you need to listen to the whole thing. So yes, before we end, should we, if we're working in the NHS, and I appreciate not everybody is, but it apply to a lot of people maybe tuning into Therapy Live or listening to this, should we be persuading our supervisors and our team leads to come and listen to this chat to persuade them that this has a place in the NHS or not? <laughs> Absolutely, of course, of course. <laughs> As I said, no, it's it's one of many tools. Um, so I I, I recommended it um, just last week. 
uh, for one um, one patient. So I was talking to a physio, have you tried this? This Because this individual is severely load compromised. There's obviously contraindications as well as with, 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 with all kinds of interventions. So for the, it's one of those tools. And if you're dealing with those populations um, and you're able to see them, or indeed they are reasonably well off and they'd like to purchase one for home, then absolutely. In fact, just to note, over COVID, the sales of these things shot through the roof because all the gyms were shut. So everybody was wanting, you know, in the in the healthy populations, let alone kind of re, uh, rehab populations and, and neuro populations, individuals were buying these plates to make sure they didn't lose all their gains <laughs> um, over, over COVID. So, you know, it's got a lot of applications. So it, it will really depend on your your um, your patient profiles that come through the door. Great. So I think we've probably, you know, peaked enough into a talk without giving it all away. Um, I certainly will be tuning in. It sounds really exciting. And yeah, definitely another one of those tools we can add to the toolkit um, to be using with our patients. So um, could you maybe just tell people where they can either follow you in social media or find you on a website so maybe they can either you know hear a bit more about you or even book into one of your courses before uh, therapy life comes around <laughs> yeah absolutely so i'm quite active on twitter and that's at claire underscore minshall um also on instagram um uh, at get back to sport similar for facebook and um you can find me on linkedin as well and my, my website is getbacktosport.com um, although it says sport in the title, it's applicable to, to all populations. So everything that I do has a, 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 it's not just a sport emphasis at all. And oftentimes it's not, um, but that's where we see the bigger evidence base. So um, yeah, get back to sport.com, more websites. So have a look through the courses on there and uh, yeah, get in touch with them on social media. Yeah, I, I can vouch for them. I recently completed a sort of women's health uh, little um, uh, peek on uh, Claire's website. So they are they are great oh, um, of all different lengths um, and all different face to face and virtual types. So um, there's something out there for everybody. Um, I guess just a reminder, do not miss out on your therapy live tickets. It's rolling around awfully soon. Um, the Physiomatics team are, you know, incredibly excited. The schedule looks phenomenal and um, I think the hardest thing is going to be deciding what to watch at what time because you're going to want to be in every room at once I think but um, yeah please do get your tickets they are selling really really fast and um, particularly if you're not a premium member think about joining um, because those non-member tickets are absolutely flying um, we look forward to seeing you there Claire um, thank you very much for your time tonight I've learned a lot I'm looking forward to learning more from you um, in later this month. Um, and to everyone else, see you at Therapy Life. See you there, my pleasure. There are two things that all MSK therapists have in common the world over. They love free trials and also exercise prescription. So if you're a chiro, physio, osteo, or some sort of Ostkyrizio hybrid, then head to rehabmypatient.com forward slash physiomatters now and get three months on us of the best exercise prescription software available.